Partners in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by Jaredad. Good evening. Good evening, Jaredad. How's it going? You know, circumstances are complicated. Let's talk about murder then. Yes. Actually, we're not going to talk about murder. We're going to talk about ghosts. Murdered ghosts. I mean, they're dead, and so it's at least halfway to murder. (laughs) Probably murdered to become ghosts. I mean, that's probably true. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Key West Island Books. There are two bookstores in Key West. One of them is Key West Island Books, which is like a very quaint, adorable, new and used bookstore. And uh, the other one is called Books and Books which is a new bookstore. It's a little chain in Florida, but the one in Key West is partially owned by Judy Bloom, favorite author of your childhood, who lives in Key West. I think that's short for books and books and books. It could be. Uh, anyway, they're both very nice, but I am always partial to a used bookstore. I yep. love them. So It's mostly used, I would say. I don't. I oh, mean, yeah. They may have some new, but they're heavily used. Yeah, it's mostly used. The, this book that I'm reading from today is new. Uh, so we went into Island Books, and I was like, Show me all the true crime books you have about Key West. And so he got me Terry Schmidt's, yeah, which I've read from. So it turns out there's two more volumes. So we're set on murders for a long time. Thanks, <laughs> Terry Schmidt. Uh, and then there's also like a little section on like paranormal stuff. And uh, while I don't actually believe in ghosts, I love ghost stories. And so I got a few different ghost books and I got one called Ghost Hunting Florida. And it actually has a whole bunch of Key West stuff in it, which like normally there's like, oh, Robert the Doll would be in there, which we talked about. But I just want to say, yeah. you don't believe in ghosts, nope. but we did not take a picture of that doll. I'm just saying. You never know. I, I don't want to jinx anything. Right. right. No. Me like, either, I don't think anything either. would actually happen. But hey, like, if something did, it would be real bad. It could. I mean, can't you imagine like an episode of, uh, I don't know, I never watched Law and Order, but let's say Law and Order. Where it's What's like, that three lies and a truth one? No, what's that called? Amazing. Beyond belief. Beyond belief. So like, no, no, no. I'm thinking like, so there's the rumors that like, if you take a picture of Robert the doll, you're going to be haunted. Yeah. And I go, whatever. That's some nonsense. And uh, dun, dun. I take a picture and yeah. Yeah. there's like some psycho dude, say like the crazed former caretaker at the yeah, museum or exactly yeah. who's like i can't believe she disrespected robert that way and then he follows me around and starts causing problems in because my life the spirit of robert goes into him no no and then this is not a the- paranormal story no. <laughs> <laughs> that that would also be good yeah that would be like a movie we watch on amazon prime that in like would direct to video normal universe or yeah. whatever uh, no, the the I know what you're talking about. The Conjuring universe. Yes. Those are very good ghost movies. Uh, no, that's too cheesy for them. It would be like a direct to video 1997. Depends on the production value. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, no, I'm thinking just like crazed guy is pissed off, oh, and so yeah. he starts doing stuff to me, which makes me feel like I've been cursed by the doll, but actually it's just some crazy guy. That I worry more about crazy guys than Definitely ghosts. could happen, and then he does it to all the visitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I'm sure this book does have... So the book I'm reading from Ghost Hunting Florida by Dave Lapham. Um, so I was like, oh, well, you know, I love having ghost content, so let's have some ghost content from his book. And so chapter one of the book is La Concha, Key West. La Concha is a hotel on Duval Street, uh, old hotel, it was built in 1926. If you have been 
to Key West, you have certainly been to Duval Street. And there's a ground level Starbucks on Duval Street. And that is the ground level of the La Concha Hotel. And is the wine place in there too? I think the wine, there's a wine bar. <laughs> we, we don't want to speak ill of the wine bar. There's never very many people in Can there you though. you hear me rolling my eyes? <laughs> they, they could be listeners. It could be. It's designed to draw the eye. The wine bar it has like a big red couch in it. Yes, and it's very fancy. Look, it's very yes. It has like plastic heads and stuff. It's, very it's got fancy. like a real like turn of the millennium vibe decor to it. And there's oh, yeah. sometimes one or two people that in last there. millennium. I was like 1900s. No, 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 no. This one that just happened. It's yeah. real like 99, 2000. Yeah. Um, yeah, we always wonder how it stays open. Anyway. That's the La Concha Hotel. That so it's a building. It's uh, like six or seven stories. It's tall high. for tall for Key West. Being old, especially, it's tall. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so La Concha just means the conch, and uh, that's what we all call ourselves down here. If you live in the Keys, you're a conch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the hotel was built in 1920. 1920- Wait, is Conchita the female conch? No. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so it was built as the first, quote, first class hotel in Key West. It had elevators. It had private bathrooms. You didn't have to share the bathroom at the end of the hall. Pretty first class. Yep. Marble floors. And so, you know, Richie Riches, who would come down on the overseas railroad to Key West in the 20s, um, you know, especially because there was an awful lot of rum here coming up from Havana during Prohibition. Did the road go all the way through, or was there parts that were railroad and ferry? I don't think there was ferry. a road in 1926. It there was, was just like the railroad. Ferry, right? Maybe... The railroad went all the way. Yeah, so you take the railroad. There was no yeah. driving road in 1926. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, so, yes, they would take the railroad down. Um, it was basically a five-star hotel like you'd find anywhere else in the country in key west and you didn't have to share your bathroom so or go down the hall for a shower so that's pretty nice win uh i know it's nicer than my house said (laughs) (laughs) hey we have a here in the keys we do have a bathroom in our bedroom i share my bathroom (laughs) oh well look we went to a hotel actually we have occasionally remember in vegas we got the hotel that had two bathrooms yeah that's that's that better than first class like half class <laughs> yeah okay so anyway um so big industries in 1920s key west sponge gathering <laughs> <laughs> i knew you'd love it that sponge not, there are sponges everywhere down here just not dramatic look squishy gold oh, squishy God, gold can you imagine they would like pull out just ships full of sponges and then they'd spread them all out to dry and so just smelled like drying kind of rotting fish oh, it, it allegedly smelled terrible uh cigar making now, rum running. now it just smells like pot and cigars it doesn't actually smell it smells like pot much more in dc than it does down here that's true because it's fresher air down here I, I don't think there's that much pot smoking here i mean occasionally it's not legal here and i don't know if that matters uh. Uh, I mean, the attitude is very permissive, but you don't smell it here like you do in D.C. That's fair. I don't smell a lot of cigars either. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sunscreen and cigars. The, Fine. I, but I don't smell cigars either. Do you smell people smoking cigars in Key West? effect. No, this you is can't. for effect. <laughs> All right. This is your dad just making stuff up. Uh, in the 20s, absolutely would have smelled like cigars. And sponges. 
and sponges, uh, rum running, also a big industry, and then a lot of tourists. Prohibition? Yes. Okay. 1920s, Prohibition. Okay. Okay. And then everything went bad. Uh, stock market crash of 1929, 1935 Labor Day hurricane, which is not the hurricane we talked about. We sort of mentioned it in our hurricane episode. Um, it was really devastating, and it took out the railroad. And so Key West, all these tourists who were coming there, it was transporting stuff back and forth. The railroad went away, and suddenly it became basically the poorest city in America. Can't be the poorest city in America. They had sponges. I mean, how they, they could be, be cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could have been the cleanest city in America because we had a lot of sponges. <laughs> nothing but sponges. Uh, so anyway, so this was thirty-five. That was thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. So like things got real bad, but then World War Two happened, and there's the Naval Air Station down here, and so things kind of swung back up. There's a and lot of tourism, and lot a lot of tourism. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So the hotel kind of had good times and it had bad times, and in the eighties, it actually was boarded up, except for wow. a rooftop bar. And the kitchen on the first floor, which serviced the rooftop bar. And so... Seems inefficient, but they had those elevator things. They did, right? Yeah. And uh, the rooftop bar, I mean, because this is a relatively and tall building... This is building, like the fifth or sixth floor rooftop bar. I mean, it's tall. It's up there. It looks like... I'm looking at a picture of it now. It looks like it's six stories. So yeah. it would be kind of level seven would be the rooftop bar, which is quite tall for Key West. Yeah. There are no yeah. tall buildings in Key West. Because right. um, hurricanes. Yeah. Well, I guess Miami has tall buildings, though, and they get hurricanes. They're modern buildings. Yeah. yeah. They're not buildings built in the 20s. No, Key West, Key West is an old place. Um, and this is the old part of Key West that this is in. So, yeah, so the rooftop bar had always been, like, a big attraction. Um, oh, it was the tallest building in Key West, so there you go. There you go. Um, and so you get really nice views. You can look out at the ocean. So in 86, an architect came in and basically renovated the whole thing. And uh, so now people stay there. Uh, there's actually a ghost tour, like, office, I guess, lobby. Oh, really? Like, on the ground floor. One of There's a lot of ghost tours in Key West, and one of them has their things there. Some of them drive, some of them walk. Yes. Um, and so it, this is not why they have their little office there, but La Concha is reportedly quite haunted. The fifth floor, especially, is supposed to be active. They report seeing a male ghost, and of course, everybody's like, oh, it's got to be Ernest Hemingway's ghost, because Ernest Hemingway, he did stay there for a while. He stayed on the fifth floor, and in his novel, To Have and Have Not, he mentions La Concha. Oh. He mentions the hotel in the novel, so they're like, oh, it must be him, but it's totally not. The ghost is actually <laughs> Brent Hoekstra. Science. It's not Hemingway. No. New Year's Eve, 1982. Okay, I'm, so we're not that long I'm ago. picturing it. Okay. So Brent, picture his hair. Picture his 80s hair, 1982. Ooh, yeah. It's I, a little too long. It's a little bit styled. A little poofy. Some yeah. product. It's had some product. All right, so he goes up to the bar. Poofy, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's the 80s, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he goes up to the bar shortly after midnight. He's going to meet some friends. So they were going to celebrate New Year's. So it's, af so it's actually New Year's Day, right? It's after. No. It's the night of New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. It's after midnight, so it's... Oh, sure, sure. It's know. that evening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, he's, his friends have, like, 
they worked in the bar up there. He goes up to get his friends and be like, okay, let's go. Like, let's, it's New Shut Year's. it down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go celebrate. So they're going to go out on Duval. His friends are still cleaning up when he shows up and he's like, all right, I'll help you so we can go down and party with everybody who's down there. And so they're stacking like dishes and glasses on this cart that has to go down to the kitchen. Remember, this is the rooftop bar, seventh floor. Down to the kitchen, kitchen on the first floor. And uh, so Brent's like, all right, well, I'll bring it down to the kitchen. There is these fancy elevators, as you said. This hey, is hey. 82, so an elevator should be expected. But they are the like original freight elevators that Ugh. were in the building. And so the way that those work is that uh, you turn the key and the doors open and you go in. Yeah. It's not like an elevator now where you push the button and you wait and then the doors automatically open. And so Brent takes the key, opens the door, pushes it, I think kind of goes, he's going to back in and pull the cart, but the elevator's not there, right? Uh, the key just opens the door. The elevator's down on the first floor. And so he... Rookie mistake, but you don't get to learn from it because no, it just fell to the first not. floor. So he, uh, Brent backed in with the cart and fell six floors to the... You know, landing on top of the elevator that was at the bottom. Did the cart crashed. fall on him? The cart did fall on him. Oh, so. uh, he died instantly. And uh, He died twice. Once from the fall, once from the cart falling on him. <laughs> well, he died. Yeah. And uh, so now the the hotel part was closed at this point. It was... The hotel... Party was over. No, hotel no, no, no. was the over. The hotel oh. didn't take guests at it this point. It was boarded point. up. That's right. It was just the bar and the there kitchen. There were other ghosts spooking around in there probably. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so that was 1982 yeah. that Brent died. Yeah. The hotel reopened to guests in 1986. Okay. And Brent's ghost was seen hanging around the Hemingway suite on the fifth floor. Nobody knows why he's chosen the fifth it's floor. It's the nicest suite. Um, but... One of his friends, who was a security guard at the hotel, he'd often see him there, and he's like, yeah, that's my pal Brent, except he dead, so it's his ghost. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But, he, but the friend who was a security guard, he said, I was never really scared of him. Like, it made me a little uncomfortable. But he's my buddy. But he's my friend. Uh, he said sometimes he'd feel a comforting hand on his shoulder, as if Brent was telling him that everything was okay. Yee. I just shuddered. Uh, there are other people Whoa. who have seen the ghost on the fifth floor one pre person woke up from a deep sleep in the middle of the night and uh he thought someone was staring at him from a chair across the room jumped out of bed he heard a loud crash as though something got knocked over turns on the lights nobody's there no furniture has been moved Whoa. okay so was his room next to the elevator because that would be even better yeah it doesn't say that's a good question i have so many questions so it goes on to say the rooftop bar of La Contra provides not only exquisite views of Key West and its breathtaking sunsets, but also a spectacular diving platform for anyone wishing to commit suicide in a gruesome way. Gravity. 13 people have jumped to their deaths over the years from the La Contra rooftop. Now, I'm going to go all journalist on this guy in a bit, but I'm going to read you some of these stories before I eviscerate him <laughs> I, I, I don't know if i can blame the author because he may just be relating what he was told like on a ghost tour by somebody else but sure. he, he did receive some bad information 13 is <laughs> a good number yeah okay october 7th 1992 fred butner a well-known local attorney took a plunge onto duval street his former secretary susan supposedly you'll like this dear dad florida lawyer 
His former secretary, Susan, had reported him to the Florida Bar Association for neg negligent and illegal practices. Doesn't say what he did. Knowing his business and his reputation would be destroyed, he decided to take his own life, but he was vindictive. He was going to ruin Susan, who's the one who ratted him out, while he took his own life. Whoa. He wrote several extortion notes that seemed to come from her, and he put them in like his coat pocket Aww. so they'd find him on his body. And he planted an envelope with payoff money in her car before he jumped. What a dick. And he carried... <laughs> I'm spooked now. Maybe a ghost in our house as well, spotted by Vink. I'm scared. Okay, so let's come back. All right, we got this lawyer ratted out by He's his... He's a dick. Rat, yes, ratted out by his secretary. He's going to frame her. So extortion notes in his pocket, payoff money in her car, yeah. and he carried a tape recorder into the hotel. Oh, for Pete's sake. And he announces his arrival on the tape, and he's saying allegedly to Susan on this tape... I have what you want. And then he goes, no, no. And the last sound on the tape recorder was his body hitting the pavement. A subsequent investigation exonerated Susan. So Wait, yeah. it was supposed to be her voice going, no, no? No, no. He's supposed to be like, hey, Susan, I've got what you want. And then he's supposed to be like, no, no, Susan, no, don't push me oh, off. she pushed him? Except she's not on the tape. He has an overactive amount. I mean, that's just like not even well planned, <laughs> dude. Okay, the next story of a suicide that's in here says, In 2006, Michael Barshand, a troubled Orlando man, came to Key West and went up to the rooftop for a drink. He ordered a glass of Chardonnay and walked outside to a spot overlooking the swimming pool. He drank his wine in a few gulps, set the glass on the wall, and did a half-gainer onto the pool deck below, which was also the roof of the original Key West Ghost Tours store. Maybe he was there. going for the pool. I mean, this is like a very, you know internet uh, prank kind of thing or instagram thing i don't think so all right all right so let me tell you the alleged haunting that comes from this okay so it says shortly after that drinking chardonnay at the rooftop bar became a bit of a problem when someone ordered chardonnay glasses would often get knocked out of their hands or plastic cups split in half down on the pool deck which is ground floor trays of drinks were often tipped out of servers hands but only female servers perhaps mr barshand was distraught over a love affair gone sour yeah, this is where you roll your eyes. All right, so I'm like, this happened in 2006. There's plenty of news from 2006 on the internet. I can verify if this is true. You know who's good at searching the internet? You. Me. I have a PhD in searching the internet. Yeah. Okay, so it took a little bit of work because... Let me, let me just pull the little book back here. Okay, in 2006... Michael Bargent, a troubled Orlando man, came to Key West and went up to the rooftop for a drink. So this guy, Michael Bargent, is from Orlando, and he did come to Key West and commit suicide in 2008, uh, not in 2006, like the story says. If that were the only problem, I would not be bringing it up here. Uh, but it was hard because I was searching 2006 stories for this dude's suicide. Yeah. Okay, so he did commit suicide. Man kills self at museum. This is in the Keys News from Wednesday, July 2nd, 2008. Headline is Man kills self at museum. Police say suicide note found in home. And I'm going to read you the story. The body of a man who apparently committed suicide was found Tuesday morning at the top of the lookout tower at the shipwreck Historium Museum at One Whitehead. So this Ugh. is the like Mel Fisher Museum, shipwreck museum. 
kind of down by Mallory Square. It's like blocks and blocks it's like away. Four, it's like four miles. It's like four and a half blocks away. It is, it's not like the building next to the hotel. Not it's close. quite a ways. It's no. a 10 minute walk. Uh, yes. Two, uh, two alarms to the lookout tower were tripped around 4.30 a.m., but security found nothing suspicious in the area. But security guards found the body of 31-year-old Michael Barshond of Orlando when they went to raise the flag at the top of the tower around 9 a.m. He was found dead of a gunshot wound. The gunshot gun- wound. Yep. The gun and Barshond's cell phone were lying next to him, police spokeswoman said. She said officers were on the lookout for Barshand after obtaining information from Orlando police that he might be in the area and that he was possibly suicidal. Key West police repeatedly checked the hotel where Barshand was supposed to be staying. Doesn't say if that's La Concha or not. I mean, let's assume that it is. But he never checked in. A suicide Ugh. note was found at his home in Orlando. Where did the Chardonnay thing come from? <laughs> he was a gun and a cell phone. He had his hands full. There's no way he was also drinking Chardonnay. And he was not at the bar. <laughs> and even if he was supposed to be staying at La Concha, he never checked in. So he didn't go drink Chardonnay. So, and it's the year is wrong. So of a weird thing. Okay. David Lapham, I like your book, but you were given some bad information <laughs> about that one. Uh, uh, I was very pleased. It took me about 20 minutes. I'm like, there has to be something about this guy. Uh. So I found it. Uh, and then there's some alleged stories. As I said, the ghost tour like has a little gift shop like one of these Key West ghost tours in the building. And so, of course, there's stories of like lights turning on and off and chandeliers mysteriously rattling, but I don't give them a a lot of credit. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway. There are stories of people jumping off the roof. I mean, that did happen, I think. So, At some point in 100 years. Probably somebody did. At some point, if it's the tallest building, somebody probably jumped off it. Um, But it was hard hard to verify i i didn't dig too deep on fred butner this allegedly 1992 story that stuff's a lot harder to find he said online. 13 people jumped well he only provides two stories no. the one from allegedly 2006 that was 2008 stop squeaking dog that's not a ghost no that's a dog um yeah and then this 1992 which it's just hard to find stuff on that so uh, anyway, if you are interested in haunted hotels in Key West, La Concha may be a good bet for you and try to stay on the fifth floor. We, we were on a ghost tour and they mentioned, I remember standing across the street from La Concha and them saying, Oh, is that true? They hear like, you know, kids giggling and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's, huh. it's, uh, you know, there are people who have, who have seen ghosts there. Well, I mean, if nothing else, there's a good rooftop bar. Yeah. So. Stay away from the edge. Yeah. Yeah, regardless of anything. Always a good idea. Don't jump. Um, So yeah, that's our story for this week. We do also have to look forward to the Hard Rock Cafe, which is actually a great story. The Hard Rock Cafe is in like a old fancy house. Haunted. Haunted is where Argo's tour started, and it's a great story. Mm -hmm. Captain Tony's Saloon, which we've sort of talked about. That's a good one, It has the Blue Ghost. Uh, Audubon House and Tropical Gardens is in here. So there's uh, a lot of stuff. Marrero's guest yeah it's ghost hunting in Florida but a lot of it's Key West there's like seven Key West stories so you can look forward to more ghost stories on murders in paradise going forward especially when things get weird and you know we don't always all want to talk about murder all the time yeah like stuff's hard enough as it is I mean there are you know I also have the story that I was going to do this week is actually about the illegal quote unquote illegal smuggling of 
Jews in World War II from Havana into Key West. Cool. Uh, which is a very cool story. And uh, there was, I was going to do that because there was like an event at, I don't know, some historical society in Key West where there's a guy who wrote, I think wrote a book about it, or at least a very long form article. He maybe oh, yeah. did the art, a long form article first and then a book about it. Um, and I was like, oh, that would be really interesting. And I found his long form article and read it and it was really fascinating. And uh, it's got the Klan and it's got Nazis. Whoa. And, and actually there, one of the courthouses in Key West has a, a kind of Jewish, it's named after a judge with a sort of Jewish sounding last name, who's the nephew of, I think the rabbi who is smuggling Whoa. in. So it's a really cool story. So we'll probably do that one in the next. That's a good episode. one. It's okay to have non murder. Sometimes there's no murders. I mean, it's technically crime cause it wasn't allowed, but it's like a good thing. It's connected to the Holocaust, uh, which is lots of murder. Yeah. You're not kidding. So, uh, we're going to do some historical stuff and some ghost stuff until, the world is not filled with as much so dread. So you're just hell-bent on listening to people kill each other, maybe, you know, find your content somewhere else. Because it's happening, but not today. Yeah, there have not been any murders in paradise recently, so... Uh, no, except for dengue fever. There was that one case. I don't think anybody died from that. They just got sick. Eh, we don't know. Many mosquitoes have died at my hand, though. <laughs> All right, you ready for a dog palate cleanser? Always ready for a dog palate cleanser. All right, so we've got a lot of good ones saved up here. I think. Excellent. I, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to send me... Just pick the best one. <laughs> they're all really good. Um, yeah, if you have good dog happy stories that you... Uh, that you think would make good dog palate cleanser, send them to me. So we're any dogs eating murderers. I'm I'm up for that. That would be great. The circle of life. Uh, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this story is from October 2019. So last October, um, it's about this six-year-old kid, Ethan House, uh, who is walking his dog in Minnesota into the woods, and poof, they disappear. October and is pretty cold in Minnesota. It sure is. And it's like the end of October. Like it snows sometimes then. Um, so he's gone for a while. His parents call the police. They start searching for him. Um, the police call for volunteers to come look for him. So there's like a hundred people who show up to kind sure. of walk through the woods to find this kid. This uh, neighbor, Fines is his last name. He. It's not Fines with a D. Steve Fines. No, no. Okay, that'd be good. F-I-N-E-S, like, right. oh, I committed many crimes and then I got a lot of fines. Yeah, yeah. Not, not like here's all my fines. That would be good. I found some things. Uh, so Steve Fines, he lives there and he said, you know, this is cornfields and swampy woods with ankle deep water, bad mm. conditions for a child in the dark. And so this guy is a commercial drone photographer. He has a $30,000 drone. And it has thermal cameras. He apparently makes money on this because farmers like livestock will wander away oh, and it's like really hard to find him. And so uh, he, he can, finds the lost sheep. Yeah. Like looking for the body heat, which yeah. is pretty cool. So, you know, the sheep cost like thousands of dollars. And so he can make, you know, a decent amount of money sure. helping him find it. Uh, so he's like, well, I bet my thermal drone will help me find this kid. And so he shows up there were, He's, by the time he showed up, there were 700 people 
searching wow. for Ethan and his dog, which is pretty awesome. The town is two, 2,500 people. So like most people <laughs> yeah, showed up. Pretty yeah, pretty much everybody shows up. Uh, and so there's like buses taking people out to different parts of the wood. Like it sounds like it was damn well coordinated, especially for like a really small town that they're like, here, the school buses get on the bus. You guys go here, you guys go there. Yeah. Um, and so he takes this picture. I'm going to show it to GR dad. Uh, this is a thermal picture of the search. And what you see here basically oh, wow. is just you see the whole sweep of the people. Yeah. It's just one giant line of all these people in the woods. All these hot bodies. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like pinkish and purple. And then like all these little yellow kind of toothpicks uh, for the 700 people that are in a big, long line. And uh, what literally he, beating the bushes. Yeah. And so at 1.30, someone thinks they found a child's footprint in a cornfield. In the middle of the night? Yeah. 1.30? Let's make sure we're still... Yeah, 1 in the morning. Wow. 1.30 in the morning. Uh, and so he dr flies his drone over there. The drone's on over there. Yep. And he can see a kind of weird shape, and then he sort of sees some movement, and then he sees the dog's head. Nice. He sees a dog's head in the drone. He's like... I knew it wasn't a deer because the dog looks different from a deer. I've seen a lot of deer heads, so that looked good. So he flies his drone over there. He gets like 50 feet away. The dog sees the drone, gets up, starts running around, barking at the drone. And then like the rescuers are like, okay, we're going to the drone. And they found the boy. So the dog stayed with the six-year-old oh, the whole time to protect him. Well, of course him. he did. And the dog kind of barked at the drone and maybe so, the six-year-old was too small to really make a lot of heat for the drone too so here i will show you the picture and we'll post these on our socials uh you can sort of see the print and so this looks like there's a yellow background and then there's these like red spots some with white in the middle like when the rescuers got there and you can actually see like where they had been lying on the ground because wow, it's a little left warmer. like a warm spot yeah yep. and uh so anyway good job drone guy i'm not normally a big drone fan no me either i usually Think of ways to stop them. Yep. Shoot them out of the air, maybe. I didn't say that. No, I think about that. I've never done it, but I think about it. Uh, but the nice thing is that, like, this dog stayed with the six-year-old. And uh, the six-year-old says, thank you for finding me. You make my heart full. Oh. <laughs> it's, like, a very nice thing to say. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That is, like, a nice story of, like, this little guy, Ethan House, and his dog stayed with him in the Remington. middle of the night. Good job. Remy. Remy. And uh, I don't know. It's a little Springer Spaniel or something. Oh, really? Not yeah. just, I thought, for some reason, I thought bigger dog. Yeah, no, it's a, it's not, it's not like a itty bitty dog. If it's not German Shepherd big. No, here, I'll show, I'll post a picture of him and the dog uh, too, but I'll show GR Dad the picture right now. You guys can look along because I'll post him on the socials. Oh, so. He's adorbs. Yep. So uh, so there you go. That's a nice, heartwarming story. Both drone guy found the kid, dog stayed with the kid, and 700 people showed up in like the middle of the night in this tiny little town. They to found him at 1.30 in the morning. That is good work. Yeah. That is good work. That's impressive. So yeah. there you go. Uh, good job, Remy. Yeah. Good job, everybody. So yeah, there we go. Ghosties this week. Um, wash your hands. Stay in your house. And until next week, don't conk out. Yeah, don't conk out. Bye. Bye.
You can like shake a ghost hand, it's fine. They're freaking sterile. <laughs>